Hey, hey, everybody, Kevin here with Pursuing Pixels, and welcome back to another edition of Save It for the Cast, and I'm going to be kicking the ball over to John Randall and I in just a few minutes here. I will say this episode's on the short and sweet side, both in the intro here and on the uh, conversation, just about a, you know 15 minutes or so, kind of leaning off uh, some of the Pikmin and Nintendo stuff that we were talking last week. Uh, I just started up my new job. Actually, the day that we recorded this Save It for the Cast or the proper episode that it's from, I had my second interview at this orthodontist office. <laughs> and I actually just started working there uh, over the last couple of weeks. I actually have four different locations, so I've been bouncing around uh, three of those four locations. I still haven't been out to one of them yet. And of course, I've been going to the one that's the furthest away from me the most. But uh, nonetheless, uh, you know, and, and because of that, I've my brain's been a little bit on overload doing the training and learning all these new systems and computer stuff going on at the office and just trying to keep everything straight. So my brain's been a little bit on overload, but I've been continuing to play some more Pikmin 4. Uh, I'm going to kind of not really talk about that here because we're going to talk about it a little bit more in the Save It for the Cast like conversation coming up here in just a few minutes. And then also I'm going to be talking about it even more next week. I've gotten into some of like the night expeditions and just some of the other various new things uh, that I hadn't come across yet, so just kind of continuing on from that next week, uh, which we have that recorded already, but uh, yeah, I really haven't been doing a ton of other gaming outside of Pikmin 4, other than the fact that I did go over to my cousin's house the other day, one of the four offices, or one of the three that I've been going to, uh, is actually right around the corner from my cousin's house, so uh, my younger cousin Drew always gets excited when I uh, come over, it's my cousin's son, so sort of like my nephew, I've talked about him uh, and gaming with him and stuff on the podcast numerous times now, but uh yeah, they got an Xbox uh, Series S, I think is the one. The one that doesn't have the disc, the lower model of the two, I believe, is is the S, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. But uh, nonetheless, we were playing some... Uh, he was uh, mostly watching him play Rocket League. We were trying to figure out how to log on and play two players, because I know DJ and I used to play split screen uh, on Switch all the time. But for whatever reason, maybe now that it's free to play, maybe you got to like log into your account. I, I, we were like, okay, we're not going to jump through all these hoops. So I watched him play some like random... Uh, tournaments on there and actually I played just like a couple quick runs he was like hey I gotta I gotta go to the bathroom can you play for me so we don't get kicked out of this tournament so I'd play for a few minutes and I was like man I really cannot hang in Rocket League anymore like not that I was ever that great but I really kind of have lost my touch. I thought I was going to kind of show him some moves and <laughs> not quite. So I'm looking forward. I just sent him a friend request and I'm looking forward to hopefully actually getting back on that and playing online here and there. But we also uh, they bought not Game Pass, but there's like a separate like EA Play. I think it's called. I'm not 100 percent sure, but they got like the EA package that lets you play. They're mostly into like the sports games like Madden and he loves like the Mario games and stuff like that, too, on Switch. But yeah, they kind of were like, OK, we're getting this mostly for the sports games because on Switch, you don't really have quite the level of, you know, it's not quite the same caliber of game on the Switch platform for most uh, sports games. I can't speak for every single one, uh, but we ended up playing like a few games of FIFA and a few games of uh, NHL. I think it was 24, maybe it was 23, because I think the way this EA play package works, you like get a limited amount of time with the most current release of like whatever sport game but they're like Madden or whatever and then you can like play as you know all the old ones as much as you want uh, and I think you even get other EA games outside of the sports and stuff so I was, I'm kind of looking forward to hopefully you know next time I go over there uh, I have another training shift uh, over in the office right by their house uh, next week as well although I don't know if they'll be free or not but if they are I'm hoping like I saw that they had uh, downloaded Unravel 2 and a few other there's there's probably some other like co-op uh, EA games that we could check out so Definitely looking forward to uh, checking out some of those. But I will say, like, 
as somebody who grew up playing like the older EA games, whether it be Madden or NHL or FIFA, I actually played like even on like Nintendo 64, not even EA games, but like uh, international superstar soccer. Like I tend to lean towards I feel like back in like the GameCube PS2 Xbox era, that was like the prime era of sports video games because it was like just enough like it still had enough of that video game arcade influence in it where now they just like try a little too hard to make things too realistic like it it is kind of cool like in hockey and NHL like it was like you can really kind of see like it and maybe you can turn off some of these features I'm not sure we were just kind of playing as the standard settings unless maybe my uh, younger cousin Drew maybe he tweaks some things but it kind of like you know, you're skating up the ice and you can see all these arrows on like every character and like where you're going to be passing the puck to and who you're going to be passing it to and like do a, you know, use the right stick to maybe do like a lead pass. That might have been more of a FIFA thing, um, but just like where you're aiming and you can kind of see like where's the opening on the goalie. There's like a little green sliver. It kind of shows like a little like almost like a pie chart slice and then like, OK, the goalie's going to save it. And like you really got to aim every last like it's almost it's just a little too complex. Like it's not the same as like just like I talked about with even stuff like Mario Strikers in the past, like the new one versus the or the new, you know, the two both of the more recent Mario Strikers versus like the original GameCube one where you can just like pass them on a controller. And as long as you're familiar with video games, you can basically say, hey, a passes B shoots. This is turbo. You know, and there's obviously more complexity to it than that, but you can kind of use those as building blocks and just like get right into the action and start having fun as opposed to like, okay, this character has this special power and you have to charge this up. And obviously that's you're not necessarily charging, although I think there are different like uh, meters and stuff like that in FIFA and NHL that kind of give you like different not necessarily power ups, but just kind of like. I don't know, maybe they're just like challenges that you need to complete. There's all sorts of stuff popping up on the screen. So I do kind of miss that era. Like, I mean, the games look amazing, uh, particularly NHL. FIFA looks great, too, but everything just feels a little sluggish. And I don't know if that's like I remember feeling that way even when they switched, like right when the Madden games started or right when they started making any of the sports games in like the Xbox 360 PS3 era. I just feel like they kind of lost their luster a little bit I don't know they just they they didn't feel as fun they were more like trying to lean into that sports sim stuff and I know Randall's more into like that uh back end stuff on like the NBA 2k stuff and I can't really speak for the 2k games here other than the the tiny bit I played of like NBA 2k 21 or whatever whatever version we all bought on switch for like uh a dollar or two back when it was on sale during like the playoffs in whatever year but Nonetheless, uh, yeah, it was a little it was definitely a blast, like playing some uh, games with my little cousin, but uh, was a little bit of a bummer, like growing up and having so much fun playing those sports games. I'm like a little they've lost their luster for me a little bit. Um, And I'm somebody who still really enjoys, you know, watching sports. I don't follow it religiously or or really care that much about what team wins. You know, I'm rooting for somebody, but it's not going to ruin my day if if anybody wins or loses. But um, yeah, it's a little bit of a bummer that those aren't. you know, quite what they used to be, at least in my opinion. But the other stuff that I've been doing really, again, just because I've been on brain overload lately, and again, apart from playing Pikmin 4, which I'm going to talk some more about uh, next week, but I've also been dipping quite a bit into like the NES games in particular, and kind of all the various uh, Switch Online stuff. But in particular, I've been kind of combing through that NES catalog and like playing some of the not necessarily hidden gems, but like I always used to kind of think of like those very early NES, like kind of more arcadey games like Balloon Fight 
or uh, the, the kind of like black label ones. I forget what they specifically call those. Maybe it is black label, but those like original labels that are kind of like the original Mario Brothers game. And I even fired up like pinball for a little bit. That was actually quite a bit of fun. Uh, pretty impressive. Like, uh, like really the only thing it's lacking is like obviously playing newer games like Demon's Tilt where there's like, you know, five or 10 different sub tables and stuff like that. And almost like a bullet hell shmup with projectiles flying all over the place. I mean, obviously it's like lacking some variety in that regard, but for what it is, I mean, you know, I don't know if I would have been stoked to pay 50 bucks for a cartridge for pinball back in the day, but to fire it up on switch online. And it's really fun to like go into that separate. There is one sub table, at least that I came across where like it kind of switches to more of like a breakout style gameplay mode where Mario is just like holding the platform above his head. And you're just kind of keeping the ball alive as long as you can trying to rack up some bonus points before you get sent back to the regular table. But everything just feels really smooth and the physics feel really, really nice. It's like pretty impressive for how early, you know, these games are all like early eighties, I think, or, you know, at the very latest mid eighties. Uh, but it really, you know, the game that really stood out to me the most is balloon fight. Cause I kind of always, always played like the, kind of more like platformer mode where you're like kind of scrolling it's kind of uh interesting that the screen uh scrolls to the left and i think that's like the gameplay mode that's usually in like wario or whatever you're just trying to like survive and go as far as you can while you avoid like the various like flashing spike things in the air or whatever without getting your balloon popped or getting electrocuted or whatever or getting like gulped by that uh fish monster at the bottom but i started playing the other like kind of regular mode as well which again i i did not realize was the regular mode where it's more like almost like a Mario Kart battle mode, you know, where you're popping the character's balloons and then they're able, if they're able to land on like solid ground, they can refill and get back to being airborne. But if you're able to like knock them out on the ground, just run into them or uh, knock out their parachute. Like I I was just having a blast playing that game. Like I really love how the physics feel and like how you're like, you know, just frantically like flapping your, your arms or your wings or whatever to like stay afloat um, and get you like, just, I just love the way the momentum feels in that game. Again, really impressive for like, how physics-y and like how uh tactile that feels i guess for like again just feathering on one button uh and the other game that i've been playing quite a bit of and i fired up a few other ones that like didn't quite hold up like i played some ice climber for a minute and i was like ah this i don't i don't love how this feels like the way the character like jumps real weighty like it has like more of like a bubble bobble feel which i do love that game but like for whatever reason, Ice Climber just wasn't quite clicking with me. I was also playing some City Connection, which has a cool vibe. You're like driving around on this car and trying to cover all the ground with paint. I couldn't quite figure out the gameplay because I keep running into this like cat that it almost seems like you would do. It's like it looks like it's holding up a checkered flag to like end the stage, but it seems like I die every time I run into it. Uh, but otherwise, you're just like throwing oil or paint cans or something at these cop cars and wiping them out. It's more like kind of like Pac-Man style. It's kind of a platformer as well, but like I can't quite figure out what's going on. I'm kind of determined to figure it out because City Connection is like the publisher on a lot of those uh, uh, games from In-In or they they might even be the developer on those games that are published by In-In, like the Wild Guns uh, Reloaded and the Pocky and Rocky Reshrined and the Ninja Savior stuff. Like I always see that name City Connection. So I'm like, oh, there's a that's an actual game from Jellico. Maybe I better check this one out. But it wasn't quite clicking with me. I actually on Super Nintendo played a little Demon's Crest. I actually played a few more levels than I normally play. I love the like look and vibe of that game, uh, but it's just a little bit confusing. Like I'm like, am I supposed to be going here yet? It seems like you're more meant to like explore around that like mode seven map, which is super cool. But like I just didn't have the patience to to dig into that one. But um, 
yeah, the other game that I've been playing a little bit of is uh, Clue Clue Land, and for whatever reason, uh, on NES, that is, and for whatever reason, I've had a hard time putting this one down, and it's one that I think I own the cartridge of back in my collecting days. I just feel like I scooped up any reasonably priced first-party Nintendo title, uh, but there's a chance that I maybe don't own this one, so regardless, I'm glad that it's on uh, the Switch Online, because I don't know that I would have dusted off my NES and got it all hooked up, especially with my current living situation at the moment and everything kind of packed away still, but... I've really been having fun with this one. It takes a little getting used to the control scheme because you're just moving like you basically move constantly like you press in one direction in Pac-Man style. You're kind of like and it's kind of like a Pac-Man style grid maze sort of situation for lack of a comparison. But like your character will keep moving and there's like these little pegs on the ground, like kind of where kind of like grid, you know, delineating the grid. And then you can press up, down, left or right. So if you're if you're moving horizontally left to right, you can basically press up or down and you'll stick your either left or right arm out, depending on which up or down you press, um, depending on which button of those you press, <laughs> to say that more or less idiotically, I guess. But uh, yeah, you basically can hold that down as long as you want, and you'll like kind of hold on to that peg, almost like DK King of Swing style, if you've ever played that game, and you kind of like will rotate around that peg, and then when you let go, then you can like go down another path, and you're just trying to find all like the hidden invisible gems, which will then almost make like a... Like, it reminds me of Picross a little bit, where you'll kind of make an image, like the very first stage kind of looks like it just makes like a humanoid sort of figure looking thing. Uh, the second one kind of looked like a dinosaur. I don't know. It starts getting pretty tough pretty quick. Like, it takes, number one, a little bit of getting used to the controls. Uh, you're also able to, like, shoot. It has, like, a light shoot em up element where you can, like, shoot and freeze enemies, and then when you run into them, you kind of grab them and you can smash them against the wall for bonus points, uh, but you're also on a timer. Like, it's a really, really tough game. I'm, I've only made it to the third stage so far, but I'm definitely having a lot of fun with this one, but yeah, I've really only had the mental capacity apart from, you know, having already had the, you know, gotten the learning curve down with Pikmin 4, because I don't know if I would be able to start that up fresh. Not that it's the most complex game, but there's still a lot going on, uh, but it's been perfect to kind of dip into that, uh, yeah, it's been fun. You know, it was fun playing some games with my cousin. And then also, yeah, it's been perfect to just dip into these like NES retro games and just get my little gaming arcade fix. I kind of wish Randall was here to talk about and John too, but Randall, I feel like would have some opinions specifically about some of these games here. So maybe we'll, uh, dig into some more, uh, retro stuff on a future upcoming episode. But, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to leave it there with the rambling. This ended up being a little longer than I intended on the uh, front end here, but that actually works out perfect because the uh, back half here is going to be a little shorter than usual. But uh, yeah, plenty of Pikmin and Nintendo and Miyamoto talk coming up uh, with John Randall and I. And uh, yeah, until next week, we'll catch you then and take care. Dude, like everything you were talking about for, for I'm just like, God damn it! Uh, it's so I good. Didn't want to get this game like because impressed. I've got so many yeah. things to play. But I know, and it's, I know it's got some beef on the bones too. Like it's not just like oh, a little Pikmin game, but it is a, it does have kind of a complex control scheme too. Because especially because you can customize all your different hotkeys. Like I still go and I keep going. Like, do I want? Right now I have up to swap between characters, but I'm like, do I want up to be the drone? Because it makes sense. Mm. Like the drone goes up and flies. Like right. I keep like second guessing what, what's the yes. most intuitive way oh, to yeah. put this. Um, but that, it's so good, man. Nice. I'm I'm loving it. And and I'm wondering, part of me is wondering, like, I wonder 
if the difference for me is like with the Nintendo games that haven't hit the mark for me, like I wonder if it's because Miyamoto still has his hands really on Pikmin. Isn't that cool? Maybe like he's still I, I, involved what, in this series and yeah. I don't know I, to I, what extent, but yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't I don't know a hundred percent for sure, but I don't know. He's got to be pushing 80, if not older at this point. Yeah. I think he's 70s, maybe. Because, I mean, when did when did Mario Brothers come out? Or is for, you know, Zelda, that was like 85 Eight, or. Uh, I think that was like 85 in the U.S. 70. Like, he's only 70? That's yeah. honestly younger than I was thinking. God. Yeah, yeah so, I would have thought he was like in his 80s. So, yeah. Sure. No, I mean, he was super what young what a fucking career yeah. man yeah. jesus christ yeah i want to say the original mario brothers was more like 80 82 or 83 two or three in in japan or something yeah. i mean he was uh the apparently a lead on oh, yeah, donkey mario kong brothers, yeah like yes yeah, so he was 1981 yep Jesus. Okay. So yeah, he's been doing this like literally his whole life. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was four years after he joined Nintendo. So like, <laughs> like he like, got hired, gonna... worked there for four years, and then just made. I'm just gonna run your company and, and make all the good games. Just <laughs> like you leave do. it to me. Leave it to me, guys. <laughs> We're going to give it to this cartoonist over here. He's going to be the one that makes this million. <laughs> He's just going to... What a legend. <laughs> like, just oh, the, God. Just the, the fact that, of history. Just the fact that Zelda and Pikmin kind of both are like... He's just like, I just liked like going out in the woods and exploring yeah. Yeah. the forest as a kid. And like, this is just a video game. Like, what I imagined it being like. Yeah. It's just so cool, man. But... I, I do wonder, again, yeah, I don't know how much of a hand he still has in the Pikmin games, but I, t- I tend to think he maybe has more of a hand in those than, like, the new Marios or the new Zeldas and stuff. Yeah, it's more of his baby, that's for sure, at this yeah. point. Yeah, because to me it feels like if Miyamoto wasn't pushing for another Pikmin game, they wouldn't get made. You know, Probably like not. Zelda, and Ma- Zelda and Mario, they're going to keep making those no matter what. Yeah, he was the one that, uh, that uh, announced... Uh, you know that this game existed on a direct says yeah Wikipedia. yeah and he doesn't he uh, he only kind of pops up for like the big the mm-hmm. big events so mm-hmm. but so, yeah i'm it feels so good to like yeah i've just i felt burned so many times lately on the triple a nintendo stuff it just feels so good to be like yes i don't have to just feel like ah another game i don't really like that no, much. you're right and it has it has that dna it just feels like another game in that series in a, in a yeah. good way yeah I'm loving the shit out of it, man. Yeah, so oh, good. Yeah. I'm, I'm probably going to end up streaming more of it, too, because it's just so fun. It's such a fun game to just, like, kick back. Hey, I feel like hanging out. I yeah, tried it is to a stream good stream my... game. Yeah, because of I... the laid-back nature of it to some degree, yeah. Yeah, I tried to stream my first session in the Discord because I was like, ah, I just feel like hanging it, but I couldn't get the capture card to cooperate. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, I, I just want to play, so I'm just I'm not going to waste more than a half hour here trying to set this up. So, Am I am but... I zero death so far in two and i'm like i i can't i can't i need to i need to have one just so zero that... pikmin deaths yes whoa oh my god but i've I've only done two days which okay like, okay but like i've i've gotten a, a like just not know what he's died and i'm like i can't do this i need something to break the seal just yeah, so that I, yeah. like too I much pressure it took me a long myself. time to let it go yes. in, in Pikmin 1 and 2. It's just, you're just like, nope, I got to keep them all. Got to keep them all. And you're like, okay. There's yeah, and then the, the second you lose one, you're like, all right, I can get all okay. 100 wiped in a go. <laughs> yeah. and not it's bad. fine. It's fine. As long as I keep a few of each type, I'm good. That's right. 
dude. Yeah. The, yeah, that was the water wraith in uh, Pikmin 2 where mm-hmm. it was just like, oh, cool, you're a steamroller, and when mm. I throw Pikmin into you, they drown. So, <laughs> cool. Cool, Mad great. Life. Love this game. <laughs> There's some brutal enemies. There's been some cool, like, I legit, like, I can't remember the last time I did this. I was running and there was like this like enemy kind of buried under the ground. And when I ran on top of it, it like popped up and did damage to me and kind of started. It like legit started me. I was like, whoa, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> like audibly. Not while I was streaming. I was just playing the game on my own. And just like, I, I don't know. I, I can't remember. I've been like that. The last time I was that into a game where like I was lost in it, in it enough to like be startled for a jump scare for like a cheap jump scare like i should have got a lot of jump coming. scares too yeah yeah i should have like, known it was coming but it's just like all the new items too are really cool i haven't messed around with them enough but like it seems like there's some really cool unlockable items that you can use which then if you have ones that you like it seems like you can put those on the hotkeys if you're like okay i'm always using this like carrot thing that you can like throw and have an enemy eat and kind of like lures them to sleep or something right yep just like okay, I want that to be on pick, my pick carrots. To, yeah, the pick carrots. Yes. Okay. See, I never, I never really use the items all that much. They are um, plot critical in two. Interesting. Oh. I don't think I ever used one in two because I don't think I ever knew that was a mechanic until this game. So, but it has been a while. So, but hey, they retcon the whole plot with uh, Olimar riding on Ochi over here. So, yeah. What do we, I think what do he we can know? just ride on Ochi in the future. Like I that's he, true. That I, I guess they, I don't know. They like went the way, back to Earth in two. Like Olimar escaped in one, and then they went back in two. Oh yeah, and then they leave again. Yeah, but they the way it maybe yeah because I was still kind of like trying to I was because I was trying to do that Discord stream. I was like fidgeting with a bunch of stuff while I was getting the thing rolling. So maybe I missed something, but it did kind of frame it. I I almost took it as like this is like a follow up to Pikmin one almost. But yeah, I bet you I bet you you're right actually. I'm trying to think how Pikmin 3 worked. I thought you were trying to rescue Olimar in that game. I don't remember now. Maybe Olimar just keeps fucking Getting up. lost. Yeah, so he's Princess Peach. <laughs> he's the Princess Peach of uh, the Pikmin series. But, God. Yeah, so good. I, I, I Like, there's an, a line very early on in 2, uh, because the whole thing is just about paying back the debt that the company has. Oh, God. And, yeah. like, I think, like, the ship, like, says... Get ready to wake up and create generate profit for your corporation. (laughs) Oh my god, (laughs) this game rules! (laughs) It was was such a treat to uh, have the first like thing, the first treasure you find in this game is a Game Boy Advance SP, and you're just like, oh yes, let's go, Pikmin's back. I know. For the most part, they've actually leaned away from like the branded stuff. Like it's always like. You know, yeah. it'll kind of look like a chew. was the first yeah. one into and yeah. it'll yeah, it'll look like a chewy box or something, but it's like it just says like puppies or something mm-hmm. instead of like nice. So it's like they're leaning, but because apparently in those those new Switch versions, they took out all the like it's not a Duracell battery anymore. It's just like a some fake battery brand. Yeah, honestly, so they took out they took out all like the product placement stuff. That's probably makes it better yeah. <laughs> to be honest yeah. like i don't yep. need to fucking get a bottle cap with seven up on it right no. right it was just kind of, it was kind of cool because it just felt so like this is so different you right. know like to see real world things in a video game like yeah represented it makes it in their real world size way yeah. but yeah yeah exactly it makes it, it so it, much more like is like oh this is earth like what mm, the hell yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. This is like Wally. You know, we're in like this wasteland version of Earth where yeah. people aren't here anymore. That where <laughs> yeah. there are burrowing snagrits. <laughs> <laughs> Those are still just as tough as ever, by the way. Ugh. But man, I'm loving the shit out of this game. Hell yeah. Just so good. That rules. So good. I'm pumped to play some more. I'm glad you guys are still liking some Zelda too. I'm still. One of these days I'm going back, but I'm not going back until I finish Breath of the Wild. That's for sure. Like once I if I can if I can get one of these jobs lined up and move out of here and just have a proper place to actually play some video games, man, I'm like, that's that's like the main reason I want to get a job right now. Other than to obviously have some autonomy on my (laughs) my life and situation. So, yeah. But today I had my uh, my uh, kinesiologist appointment today, like hands down, I feel the best today that I felt since I had the surgery, like without, a, without question, Damn. even I would say I felt that way even before I went in and then she did a few adjustments that really helped some. So I'm like, I'm on the right track, man. I feel like I'm, I'm good, ready to make another little hurdle here. So that's fantastic. Like that drum, the drumming last night, like I thought that would kind of beat me yeah. up, but I feel actually better after that. So Ooh. yeah, look at that. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. Progress. Yeah. Getting yes. things in alignment. For real, yeah. literally and and uh, figuratively. Yes. So. Heck yeah! What are you That's guys awesome. up to for the rest of the evening slash weekend? I'm gonna sleep. I've been kind of kind of got to wake up early in the morning. A burnt yes. out. Same here. Yeah, that interview's <laughs> at eight thirty in the morning here. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm going to Michigan. Yes. Yeah. Have a good trip, man. Yeah. That should be a ton of fun. Don't you go with the fam? You said. Oh yeah. Nice. Nice. Doing our family thing, but I'm still I'm going to be working during the day and cooking during the night. So we'll see. Yeah. 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 And hope. then Randall, you just got some downtime this weekend, I hope at least. Yeah. 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 We talked about we, we might go to uh, one of our local museums. Um, nice. Fiona's saying, like, I want to go to a museum. Like, yeah, I want to go to a museum. Let's do yeah. that. We've got some really good nice. ones, you know, Museum of Glass, uh, where they do glass blowing and, you know, History Museum. And there's all that sort of stuff downtown. So, oh, yeah. 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 That one, that one, uh, what was it Contemporary Art Museum or whatever it is? Not Contemporary Art, but shoot. I remember going there with uh, Katie when we were there in Seattle. It was like the first, yeah, it was like the first thing we did. Yeah, when we arrived, it was like they had like the Seahawks or they had the Super Bowl trophy there, like after the Seahawks won. Oh, you I can't remember yeah, what it was, but you it was probably like, went it was to like the a, EMP, which is now called the yes, Pop. Yes, yes, yes. That's yeah. the one. Yeah, it had like a bunch of like pop culture stuff, like they, they had, had like a David Bowie and, exhibit yeah. or some kind of like music. Yeah, Jimi Hendrix stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. It nice. was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's a cool. But heck yeah, it's a cool spot. Yeah, that that should be fun for the weekend if you guys end up doing that. Yeah. Also, yeah, yeah. like I don't know, getting g- going to like the museum a million times as a child, like kind of just made it a regular mm-hmm. thing. It's like, yeah, no, it's a thing that people do, and then yep. like growing up being like, I want to go to a museum. It's like yeah. just a nice habit to have. <laughs> like it is right, right. It doesn't have to be a field trip for school. No. <laughs> you know? I can just dick around and see whatever I want. Maybe I'll learn something today. Yes. Yeah. Keep an eye on like what exhibits are in town because there's always something cool rotating in and out of a lot of those places. Static. It's yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, and then not to mention, yeah, they always have a ton of shit on like in the reserves or whatever, and Mm -hmm. they just like, oh, we're rotating out, putting this on display, taking this down, and that's like like Lauren's whole thing at the Elmhurst Art Museum is like she does the shows in the McCormick House. 
and like that's yeah. the one that she curates and then she like just goes through their thing their collection and is like god damn they've got really good art <laughs> and yeah what do we like, want to put out today yeah that, yeah this uh, month or whatever that's awesome that's so cool definitely oh, miss man. it i love a, a regional soda oh yeah it does i whenever i see one i have to get one like as soon as i like heard somebody mention cheer wine and then i saw one in person i was like oh gotta try this you know they're pr- pretty good a little sugary oh but, yeah like i mean it's a soda they're, so. yeah they're all garbage but like they're all like such a specific thing that like people of like that like geographic area like have some nostalgia for so it's like yeah. it's like moxie yeah. up in maine like yeah. it's not good, but it's still there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sarsaparilla. Mm-hmm. I do. I do like me some sarsaparilla, baby. <laughs> the worst. I feel like I've had to have told you guys about this before, but it's called Kinney. It's like this soda from Malta that uh, yeah, maybe maybe elsewhere yeah. too. But yeah, my uncle like brought some one year to a family reunion, and it <laughs> tasted exactly like bug spray. Ooh. It's just like you know how you wow. get like a little mist of like that bug spray in your mouth. Yeah, when you're putting it on. It's like it's bad. That's pretty much what it tasted like. I was like, this is tastes like deep. Like <laughs> yeah, it, it was terrible. It was terrible. I was like, I don't know how you're trying to drink this, Uncle Al, but quit well, trying to push this shit on us, man. <laughs> so we were having uh, Zatar with a uh, non. Nice. Which is and like we were looking up what like the primary like ingredient is in Zatar. Yeah. And it's yeah. sumac. And it's like ground sumac. And I was like, I don't yep. I I know that, what either of those things are. It's just it's like I think it's an evergreen. Uh, but like it, okay. it kind of did have that like little juniper esque flavor or like a pine nut. Like I'm about how there is just like something that like isn't a regular flavor you encounter in food. And I was like, Ooh, this is actually really great. Hell yeah. That that like kind of cooling effect that Mm -hmm. those like that evergreen kind of flavor has. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like a kind of a weird taste. Yeah. Brown sumac. 